Hello and welcome to We're Listening, a podcast all about Frasier. I'm Will. I'm Kay. And this week we're not looking at an episode of Frasier, but are instead doing a bonus episode on 30 Rock, in which Kelsey Grammer himself special guest stars. Now, we need to begin by saying, you might have seen listeners from Facebook and Twitter this week, we have not got a very organized system for the bonus episodes being logged and requested and, you know, through donations and stuff. We cannot track down who it was that originally requested us to do this episode of 30 Rock. If you are listening, which we pray to God you are, please get in touch with us and we can make sure that we credit you in the description, etc., etc. Um, I should also begin by saying this is season five, episode five called Reaganing, um, which the meaning of which we'll get into as we begin the review. But Key, firstly, I think this is new territory for us, generally speaking, but were you familiar with 30 Rock? Did you have any idea of the premise of the show? And have you ever watched Saturday Night Live, which is obviously what the show is parodying slash kind of riffing on? So in terms of the show, I, I knew of it. I've never seen it up until watching this episode. Um, mm-hmm. in, if, you, if you'd have said to me 30 Rock, I'd have said Tina Fey, because I think she's the lead actress. And I think does she I, write I think it? she created it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I know of Tina Fey. She's obviously been in quite a bit since. I think most recently, I think, was she the, one of the voices in Soul, the new Disney? Yeah, she's been in a few um, of those, actually. Um, so she's sort of like, her career's really gone very, very well. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'd never actually seen the show. Um, and in terms of Saturday Night Live, I've never sat down and watched. I don't think we get it in this country. So I've never watched like an episode start to finish. Mm. Um, I've seen, and it could well be Alec Baldwin as well, doing like the Trump videos. Yeah, he's, he's pretty good. He's pretty good as Trump, I have to yeah, say. But that, that's the most experience. I know of it because obviously it's such a cultural phenomenon in America. And if you like any kind of American comedian, so I think Eddie Murphy's probably been on Saturday Night Live. Uh, Adam Sandler, I know definitely was. Oh, yeah. Um, I think... Um, didn't, Adam Sandberg is, is Adam Sandberg. As well, Andy Sandberg. And Andy Sandberg. Andy Sandberg. Um, yeah, I love so, him. He reminds me a lot of you, actually. Really? He reminds think... me. Do you remember Joe Pitt? Yes. He reminds me a lot of Joe Pitt, actually. Maybe a cross between me and Joe. <laughs> I don't know, but I love um, Andy. I'll take that as a compliment because I love Andy Sandberg. So, in terms of a, like, the cultural phenomena that is Saturday Night Live, <laughs> I know of it. And I know of 30 Rock, but never having really seen either of them, to be honest. Mm-hmm. This is our, our first time dipping our toes in, in Crane Lake, <laughs> so to speak. Um, but no, I'm similar to you, new of 30 Rock. A show actually I've always earmarked as watching because I'm I'm big on American sitcoms generally. I'm pretty easygoing. You know, I'm not bothered if it's like a critically acclaimed one or not. I'll give it a whirl. Um, Saturday Night Live, I'm a bit like you, really. I've seen bits and bobs. Um, there's a few really great sketches, actually, that I've seen. More recent ones. There was actually a profile in the New Yorker a couple of weeks ago about one of the main writers and some sketches he does. And there's a Ryan Gosling one from a couple of years ago called Papyrus. Um, Papyrus, if you don't already know, is like a font that you can get on like Microsoft Word. It's like one of the default fonts and it looks kind of vaguely tropical. And wow. the whole sketch is basically about the Avatar poster when it came out. They had just done Avatar's name in Papyrus. like They, they hadn't good. hired a graphic artist <laughs> or anything. And the sketch is about this guy who becomes obsessed with that. And he's got like a garage filled with like stuff all on the walls. And he's, he's like, he can't sleep at night. You know, he, his relationship's breaking down. It's hilarious. So I really recommend that. But yeah, I've never watched an episode kind of front to back. Um, I'd, be, I'd be interested to know if it's still as popular now as it used to be. They still draw huge names, but it kind of... 
it's a little bit safe and it reminds me, I feel like it's probably just middle class liberals that watch it. You know, it probably doesn't have huge appeal across America's, you know, broad crucible of people. Would you um, say, and this is a huge, huge leap, so, but <clears throat> do you think that's because of the style of comedians that are up and coming? Whereas in the 80s, you probably had a bit of a, an, I'd say an edgier class of comedians i'll be eddie murphy for instance when he first came through was very edgy yeah like oh can he say that can he can he not oh that's comedian whereas now do you think comedians are just generally safer when they're up and coming and therefore do you reckon that's filtered into the show i definitely think comedy is a little bit more kind of yeah safe and 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 watered down a little bit now there's still capacity for for shock and stuff but yeah you think like the i think the first iteration of saturday night live was like chevy chase and um john belushi and stuff you know like national lampoon's animal house came out and was that like the end of the 70s and you have like and and chris no chris farley was like after that um but yeah the particular 90s period you talked about earlier adam sandler david spade uh, Chris, the late Chris Farley. That for me is like I love all of those actors, and like, I I still watch them in things, even shit films like Grown Ups. I'm like I just I get, like Grown Ups. I get so much enjoyment <laughs> out of just seeing these guys having fun together on on yeah. these films. Like they just it's a bit like Jackass. They're just clearly having a great time making these films. Um, you know, there's not much artistic merit in them, but who cares? But yeah, these days, like I feel like the generations of of SNL that have gone on, it's kind of become a bit like well, who's the graduates of it now like it's kind of you know pete davidson is the biggest name i can think of and he kind of was more famous for dating ariana grande recently and then and then not dating it but yeah so i'll be interested to know from listeners if they if they watch saturday night live if it's still if it's something their friends watch or if it's just something that's like we think it's really big in an institution over here but it's actually maybe not but as for getting into the review of this episode are you going to say something i was gonna say question is was saturday night live or Letterman, which one was bigger? Or Carson, maybe one, one of those comparisons with one of those talk shows. Oh, well, I've, 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 that's a great question to ask <laughs> listeners. I mean, I I could not pretend to know. I feel like Carson was huge. Letterman is big, but I mean, I, I don't know if you, I don't know how much of Letterman you've watched, but there's a lot of videos out there on the internet that are like I, creepy moments where he's been like. That's- the only yeah. I saw a video very recently. I think might possibly Lindsay Lohan. I think was doing it's the rounds. awful, and that's the only Letterman I've ever seen. I mean, on the basis of that, I'd cancel the whole show. <laughs> Honestly, really. there's an episode where he interviews Jennifer Aniston in like the early 2000s. He like puts her hair in his mouth. Just Letterman has a bit of a reputation for there's quite a few incidences where he's just invasive and a bit of an old creep. But he was enormously popular and obviously was incredibly resistant to to public opinion. You know, clearly he didn't get cancelled. Um, he wouldn't. He would now. <laughs> um, no, I feel like all this stuff's airing and it's just, it's not a good look for him. And I don't want to completely tarnish him because, you know, he clearly built a successful career. As for 30 Rock, I mean, we we open uh, just a bit, a bit, I guess what would be useful now is just giving a bit of a broad summary for those who aren't familiar with what 30 Rock is about. So it is essentially just riffing on the Saturday Night Live writers and the, the people that are behind um, NBC and, and they're the kind of broadcasting that show. What's his name? Alec Baldwin playing uh, Jack. I've already forgot his surname. Jack Donaghy. I don't think it's ever given to us in this episode, so we were never to know. Um, no, I don't think I don't it think is. I'm scrambling like, for names at times. <laughs> yeah, we're going to be really struggling here with names. Oh, listen, the only episode name, we've ever seen. Her name's Lemon? That, is that a name? That's Liz, Liz Lemon, I think her name's <laughs> Liz Lemon. Um, but I quite like the way he just calls her Lemon. It's quite affectionate, I think. But yeah, he's like the head honcho of this, of this place. A little bit aloof, very suave, but also a bit out of touch. 
basically like he reminds me of like a moneyed Michael Scott from The Office. He's like a slightly more competent Michael Scott. But that is roughly like in a nutshell what the premise is. This episode is all about he is what's called Reaganing, which is he's had a 24 hour period, I think, where nothing has gone wrong. Um, and he references three people who that's happened to. We were just talking about this before we went on air. Do you want to tell us who those three people were? Uh, yes, they are. And I've got it right here in front of me. This is, for, this to... is more for listeners because we didn't really know too much about these names. So, and I'm probably going to butcher the pronunciation of names. Just uh, go for it. Lee uh, Iacocha, is it? Iacocha, Iacocha, one Iacocha. of the two. Uh, yeah. Jack Welch and quote no judgment Saddam Hussein. <laughs> <laughs> so we are familiar with Saddam Hussein. <laughs> yeah, I knew um, that one. <laughs> have you ever Reaganed, Key? Do you think you've ever had a day where everything's gone right? Um, and then, oh, a, and then a slightly bigger question to follow that: What are your thoughts on Reagan? <laughs> <laughs> okay, first one. I think my idea of Reaganing is very different to his idea of Reaganing because he's like, yeah, ev- you know, everything goes right. For me, a day that everything goes right is a day where I just sit on the sofa watching TV, the villa win. You just quietly whisper to yourself, Reaganing. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, I probably have by my standards, but I have a very low bar for a successful 24 hours <laughs> i think i do too and i think our stakes are a lot less high than him working in in rockefeller center you know head heading up a massive studio but he's, terms, he's sorry what you're gonna say you oh, t- yeah yeah in terms of reagan in terms of reagan um <laughs> I, I mean i, I want to try to remain as non-partisan as i can but reagan is a bit like thatcher is in this country and it's yeah, yeah i don't um, really have a lot of great stuff to it, say about it's her. quite interesting actually because what um, i do like the fact is that he was a b-list hollywood actor before he became uh, president he and when, when Gorbachev I think met him for the first time he'd learnt quotes from his favourite Ronald Reagan film oh my god that's so apparently cool. it was one where Ronald Reagan lost his legs in an explosion and Gorbachev was quoting it and Reagan loved it um, no way yeah so I like that um, I'm a bit surprised because he talked about Reagan in a really positive light but I thought people didn't necessarily like Ronald Reagan that much. I mean I don't know if they like him purely because he was president at the time that the Soviet Union was starting to fall apart. You know, you had the Geneva Convention in 1985, so, or Geneva Conference possibly, 1985. So that was during Reagan's administration. So maybe they're associated with the thawing of the Cold War, but I yeah, didn't think they liked him that much. I think Reagan is he's held in high regard by people who are like very economically conservative. But then like mm-hmm. Jack in this and like the whole of the NBC setup, they are representing the New York liberal elite who I would, you know, I think it's fair to say a fairly Democrat. New York is a blue state. So it's surprising to hear him like idolize Reagan in this way. And yeah. I mean, you talk about economics. All I know is I remember watching a stand up set from the 1980s and someone heckled Eddie Murphy by shouting out Reaganomics sucks and Eddie Murphy about excuse me he goes yeah I know Reaganomics sucks tell me something I don't know <laughs> so I just assume people didn't like Reaganomics yeah well yeah I think I, I the probably there could be listeners to this who maybe have fond memories of Reagan I don't know um, I don't really know what Reaganomics is but yeah All I, I mean, knew was that bit about 1985 him used to be an actor and whenever I think of Ronald Reagan I think of Doc from Back to the Future going who's vice president Jerry Lewis <laughs> Okay, if Steve is listening to this, he's going to love that Back to the Future reference because he's obsessed with that film. Um, so Jack is like pitching basically some ideas now for a new TV show because obviously he's Reagan-y. He can't have a bad idea. Pilot of a plane with celebrities on. 
and the pilot is a six-year-old boy and I think the plane is going to crash on a desert island or something or maybe it's just literally going to stay in the air and everyone's in a panic. I can't really call it something. Um, I think Child Health Flight Child was <laughs> name. That is genuinely really funny to me. I really like this, but it reminded me, um, have you watched, I know we've talked about it before, have you watched I'm Alan Partridge, the TV series? Not, no. Okay, so I mean, Partridge is a, a hero of, of mine and is, you know, one of the, one of the, gold standards in British comedy. There's a really famous bit where he's like in his hotel room on his own. It's really bleak. And he's pitching ideas, TV ideas into like a, a, a video recorder, um, a, a voice recorder. One of them is called Yachting Mishaps um, with the subtitle, some funny, some tragic. <laughs> then there's another one about Jet from Gladiator hosting a Millennium Barn dance at Yeovil Aerodrome. <laughs> so you can see- That's where all the best part. ones are. Uh, exactly, <laughs> exactly. But you can tell I've watched too much Partridge in my time. But it really reminded me of that. His, he famously comes up with really bad TV ideas and Child Health Flight or whatever it's called is, is certainly one of those. That is not a bad idea, mate. It's not. I genuinely have to I could get commissioned on BBC. Oh, it wouldn't days. surprise me with some of the stuff that comes out, like the masked singer. Um, I don't get why people are into it. I don't get it. I it's a little bit of light entertainment, and I don't like to judge. But I mean, if that's getting commissioned, child health light should be getting <laughs> money chucked at it. Um, so now we cut to some different characters who I don't think we actually know who they are. So Kenneth, the cheerful, obedient, southern-born NBC page. Um, who I've got here from Wikipedia, and Jenna Maroney, who is um, some kind of arrogant, attention-seeking. Liz's, it says Liz's best friend, so I don't. We don't really get that from this episode that she's best friends with. Liz. Is she? I'm assuming I got from episode. She's she like a presenter. Is she like the on-air talent or something? I think so. Or... Yeah, it says here that she was the original star of the Girly Show. Um, so I think that must have been a really big TV show in the world of this show. And yeah. so she's now kind of working behind the scenes. But the two of them are talking and they're basically, she's she's got some like card that can get a free ice cream at yeah. Carvel. Um, yeah, Carvel Ice Cream Carvel Ice Cream. I don't know if you saw this, but Ed Sheeran famously got a very, very identical thing from Nando's, the Nando's Black Card. He is entitled to unlimited Nando's free forever. You'd lend um, that to your mates, wouldn't you? I mean, you going up, you're taking a girl out Friday night? Oh my God. I'm considering just... he has the only one, surely they're like, well, you're not edgy and you're not getting. I that. am. I'm just having a bad day. Just don't judge me. <laughs> I dyed my hair. Um, but you know, he famously did a song with Example, who was like this British um, like rapper kind of vibe from like the early, like the mid noughties, where they sang about Nando's on the street, like busking. So he's always had a connection to Nando's. They were kind of giving it away, but. It just it smacks me the wrong way a little bit. That's like a real gross symbol of excess to me. Um, yeah. And having a card for free ice cream, God, would the novelty wear off quick, in my opinion. Yeah, I think there's a bit of hesitancy I, there. Would you would you use this quite a lot? Would you? Yeah, I probably would. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm only phoning it in my. If any corporations out there want to give me a free card, I'll take it. No, I will abandon it. <laughs> I, I just find it weird it doesn't have a photo on there or anything so I'm assuming it works at all stores across the country that's a good point and just rock up and go yep I have a card and it works there you go um, for listeners that are wondering about the Kelsey Grammer cameo he comes into it later and that card is very crucial into his uh, into his subplot which we'll get to Tracy Morgan is introduced now um, Tracy Morgan plays a character called Tracy Jordan Basically, from what I've seen online, he is meant to be playing like a parody version of himself and of general like SNL backstage people and stuff like he's riffing on what SNL is like. But 
what did you make of, of, of his performance in this? Because for me, it was really wooden and stunted, and I couldn't tell where the acting ended and began. Um, I, I thought this was, if we say there's three plot points to this episode, so you have yes. um, Alec Baldwin and, and Lemon. And Lemon. Um, you have the, the cake plot, let's call it that. With Kelsey, yeah. And then the commercial plot. I thought the commercial was by a country mile the weakest of the three. Yeah. I just I just found it a, a, just, a bit weird. I didn't really, it was just that he, he had one line and then they gave him. Was and it? he couldn't remember the line, but the way he couldn't remember it, it was like, just obtuse and arrogantly like not doing any work and i know that's maybe his character but obviously yeah. we we've gone into this blind so we don't we don't know that i think definitely if we'd have watched maybe the first five five and a, four and a half seasons beforehand <laughs> we might have got it um mm. i just think that perhaps we didn't have the background knowledge of the character to get whatever the joke was in that particular one most of the others it was playing on more identifiable themes i think you could get the other the plot lines without necessarily needing that backstory particularly in lemon's case where you get a bit of a backstory anyway mm-hmm. um, surreal as it may be yes yeah, surreal <laughs> as it may be um but with the tracy morgan plot you don't i don't think you really get that so it just it comes off a bit strange to be honest i mean i've just quickly on on the three of those plots that you've just highlighted those subplots did you have a, a favorite i think out of the three my i'd say for most of it it was the Tom Jones plot with Lemon and um, Jack and Jack, and then yeah. when Kelsey came into the ice cream plot, because like it's Kelsey, Kelsey, great, and he <laughs> does genuinely have funny lines. Like he yeah. is good. Um, he's not been wasted. Um, yeah, but, no, but I, I'm with you. I think I preferred Le- Lemon and Jack. Yeah, um, I think I don't know what it is. I just think that they're they're probably whether this is true of long term watch the show. I'd say they're the most likable relatable characters on the and show. probably the best actors behind those characters as well like that, that's a big pedigree of acting there you know between the two of them yeah exactly i mean they're the two household names i think from the show is what you probably say yeah um and it probably it shows a little bit i think yeah no i agree um i mean i'm a big fan of alec baldwin anyway i don't want to get bogged down too much on tangents but um my favorite Wes Anderson film is the Royal Tenenbaums and he narrates that. And like his narration for me is the best part of that film. And like you can tell in this show, like he has a really, yeah, he's, he's like Kelsey. He has a sonorous, quite deep voice. Just, just really good for me. And it's kind of like, there's a bit of a, he doesn't look like he suits the voice to me sometimes. And it's just a yeah, bit like, I, I get what yeah, you mean actually. Yeah. Yeah. The voice is really commanding and like just smooth as anything. And you could hear it on any commercial and you'd be like, oh yeah, this makes sense. Um, I mean, like him and Lemon are now in the limo and they're, I can't remember where their head is. Is it to an airport? Um, yeah, because they go, she wrote it down wrong. I think they're actually meant to go to JFK or something like that's that. That's right. And so they're, they're, heading to a, uh, they're heading to A airport, um, an airport, not A airport. Is she going to see, is it Carol? Carol is her boyfriend, but I mean, that's an unusual oh, that male really, name. It really confused. I was like, oh, so she's in a lesbian relationship. Or that's something. what I assumed. And then <laughs> they start talking about he. And I was like, okay. Okay, now I'm starting to get confused. What's going on? Yeah, who is this elusive? Is this Maris? Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, let some great lines here from Jack. Like when I see you chew your nails like that, I think you're either nervous or you handled ham earlier, <laughs> which really got a, a laugh from me. And then ultimately, Lemon reveals here that she's having some kind of intimacy issues with Carol. Um, 
and you know jack automatically assumes that it's on carol's part and he starts kind of talking about his own oh it happens to all of us blah blah, blah. but then she says it's actually her and referring to it's like fort Knox down there um <laughs> it was very visceral um but yeah i kind of got a laugh out of this and you can tell i guess even from never having watched the show before that those two probably have a closeness in the show yeah. um even if they kind of butt against each other a little bit because i can imagine he's very you know egomaniacal and she's quite grounded i think they have a, a good little rapport here yeah and i love his suggestions of why uh carol <laughs> might be scared off like you ate some spaghetti in front of him. Did he get a fungus from your shower? <laughs> you want to fight about I, something? I missed that. I completely missed yeah. those lines. Yeah. Um, so, I like nice. that. And then the driver put in the, the window. I'm, I I'm love just going to put this uh, window up if you don't mind. I love that he calls it out as well. Like, I'm just putting it up. He's like, um, just to let you know, I'm going to put it up. Because I don't <laughs> want to hear this. Have you ever been in a car or taxi in like where that's been the case? Or you've had that like screen? Or have you ever been in that kind of setup? Not like a I screen... Think- no, they can put it up and down. And but have you ever um, been behind any kind of screen? Because even like a clear one, I've never I, been behind. I think maybe once I've been behind one. Yeah, a clear one. Uh, I think like in a London taxi. Oh, you've been in a London cab. I, yeah, I you are paying, the metropolitan liberal elite. I wasn't paying for it. I'll tell you that. Um, but yeah, I think and I think that was. Um, I think I had a bit of clear glass and. I just had a little hole where you could like just give money through a little hole to be honest. <laughs> that was it. Um, and it so was we... weird as well. Like it was clear glass. He could clearly hear me because I'd spoken to him. <laughs> but when I had to speak to you about paying at the end, I leant in towards a little hole. But I was like, yeah, just so you know, I'm going to pay on car. But <laughs> <laughs> to him, that was like you whispering in his ear, like get away from me. <laughs> I put this I put this screen there for a reason, freak. <laughs> Um, we cut back now to to Kenneth and Jenna, who are now devising a pretty dastardly and extremely unrealistic scam in which they're going to use that ice cream card to basically get free ice cream cakes and cakes made. Um, I know ice cream cake is like a big thing in America, though. We don't actually have that here as far Am as... Am I right in thinking it's just a cake with ice cream in the middle? I think so. So I imagine ice... you, you, you know, no sponge, just ice icing. Oh, no, I don't think... I once made what was my attempt at, like, an ice cream cake, but it was more like we have... Do you know those little maxi ice cream things in this country? So it was... I I made sponge, ice cream, sponge. What? Yeah, I tried that once, and I froze it. You are full of surprises. (laughs) No, you know about this, because I put a picture on Instagram. I was like, yeah, I've not been dating my girlfriend. I was like, yeah, I made her an ice cream. She likes ice cream cake. I had a go. I made this really proud. And you just messaged back with, it looks like John is now served up 150 mile an hour tennis ball. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. So I said, it looks like Djokovic has served a 150 mile an hour tennis ball into it. No, John is now. Oh, John, John Isner. Yeah. I love John Isner. Uh, so, yeah, I was less than encouraging at your baking exploits. <laughs> I didn't even remember that. That's a good joke. <laughs> but how did it go down? It tastes any good. It tasted all right. It was. Yeah. I mean, sometimes if they look like hell, they taste good. <laughs> that, that's the story of my baking. <laughs> Uh, um, so yeah they're gonna get these cakes basically with the free unlimited ice cream and another confectionery for life they're then going to take them back to the second cashier and say that they spelt something wrong on the icing or that it's not it's not good and they, they figure out basically they they only they give cash back because the card machine isn't working or 
something yeah, on they this. never ask for the card do they so they go oh i don't have the card and they go oh, okay that's fine i'll give you cash that's it yeah 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 so um I mean, ultimately, this would work once or twice, twice a push. Yeah, and maybe if it was a big store with more than two cashiers. Yeah, and I can think, why don't they just go and find other stores to do it in? Because they could ultimately keep this going, but they they choose to keep doing it at the same shop. They make about $300 or $400 or something. And Kenneth alludes to... um, you know, times are hard on the farm. Yeah, Kenneth Greg's... needs money here. Yeah. They had to, <laughs> it's family they had to sell what we think might be the pigs. Could have been his siblings. Okay. <laughs> I love that. I love that ambiguity. Um, so his family are selling off livestock and possibly live humans to, to, to make to make uh, ends meet. Um, so yeah, he's trying to make some money. Great line, I think, from Jenna, where she's she says those sluts on Everybody Loves Raymond. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Everybody Loves Raymond does not have sexually promiscuous characters just, on it. I'm just um, thinking of his mother. <laughs> just <walking laughs> I mean, you're a fan, aren't you? Everybody I quite Raymond. like Everybody Loves Raymond. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I love that. I love that because um, that seems to be an opinion that's in defiance of the general Which opinion. I find weird. I genuinely like it. It reminds me of my family. And everyone it's... goes, they're so argumentative. I'm like, yeah, we are. I like it. <laughs> I've always found Raymond like extremely inoffensive as a show. Like I can I can put it on and I never think, God, this is terrible. I'm turning it off. And I never think this is so good that I'd like to watch the whole show at some point, like I have yeah. Frasier or something. Um, I don't think it's doing anything wrong. Um, yeah, I mean... I'd just be interested to know, like, what its targeted audience is, like, people that maybe didn't get on with Frasier or something. I mean, or do people like both? Well, I like both. You like (laughs) both? I'm I'm definitely in the minority. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, it is interesting. I mean, what's weird for me is I always class it as being the same demographic just because they're both on Channel 4 in the mornings. And I'm like, yeah. King's, King of Queens. I love Frasier. King of Queens. I've never properly watched it. But... Likewise, but when I do, I'm, I really like King of Queens. But for me, I just assumed that everyone liked the same three shows because they were back-to-back. <laughs> why else yeah, would they do that? I wonder why Channel 4 picked those three. Like, because Seinfeld obviously was massive. They must have never had syndication rights or something for Seinfeld. Um, yeah, I mean, I can't remember any channel having the syndication I mean, rights. Seinfeld, Seinfeld is so good. We get it now on things like Prime Video and stuff like that. And it's, I think it's just been taken off, actually. Oh, has it just been taken off? But Netflix announced like months ago that it was coming to Netflix this year, and it's been yeah. ages since that announcement. And people are like, where is it? Because it's not on Prime anymore. This is the problem with the era of streaming. You don't own anything anymore. Yeah, and, exactly. You know, and they can take what they want from you, no matter how much money you've given them over the years. Yeah, like my uh, be- my favorite shows, I still try and get on DVD just in case. Yeah, I get to the stage twenty years down the line, and you just can't get it for love nor money. You're like, oh, yeah. Or torrent them. I mean, I'm not advocating torrent, but yeah, I'm definitely not. I'm I'm against that. Well, I'm against it. Okay, mate. I am. I'm, really, I'm, mate? I'm denouncing you here. Okay, you've this never is... illegally streamed anything. Um, I, I don't I am, even understand the word. I, don't I am even... not advocating for torrenting, but I I I would be lying if I said I hadn't dabbled in the past. Um, You're a bad it, person. You're it's bad a great person. way to get stuff. Um, but yeah, NSI, I mean... NSI, <laughs> National it's Crime him. Association. <laughs> um, so back in the limo now. My favorite line from this episode of uh, of 30 rock basically jack is trying to tease lemon into just divulging what the hell's going on in her sex life and it just builds and builds and builds that he says dive into the sexual abyss <laughs> but he <laughs> says it in that classic alec baldwin voice he's like dive into the sexual abyss <clears throat> and she just like freaks out um and then we come to the the realization that she's got deep intimacy issues 
because of an Tom anecdote Jones. with Tom Jones. <laughs> Do you want to tell listeners why Lemon struggles to, to consummate her love because of Tom Jones? So she was wearing roller skates. Why? I'm not entirely sure. But she so was in, wearing, indoors, we should say. Wearing roller skates indoors. Decided she needed to go to the bathroom. She did. Roller skating along, but the bathroom door's <laughs> locked. Because her, her aunt, who recently got divorced, and suddenly moved in with them, is in the bathroom <laughs> again. And you know what she's like? She's in there for ages. All the time. For some reason, she decides... I'll pull down my underwear so I'm ready to go. <laughs> I mean, I've been in that position before, like loosening the belt and like... Loosening the belt, maybe, but you're not down by your ankles. <laughs> no, not down by my ankles. Um, and, but because she's in rolled blades, um, pants by her ankles, she... I think, does she stumble and grab the photo of Tom Jones? Po- it's a yeah, big like, six-foot poster of Tom Jones. And so he's therefore found with the poster of Tom Jones on top of her, her pants by her ankles. <laughs> and she's writhing. Writhing, and that's when her mother comes. And assumes that this is some kind of sexual act of Tom doesn't, Jones. Doesn't say anything, doesn't ask anything, just goes and takes down all the photo, all the posters <laughs> from her from her bedroom. I'm trying to remember who the posters were. There was some Han, funny Han names. Solo was definitely one. Han Solo was one. Uh, I feel like a couple of baseball players. I think there was. Um, Not Joe DiMaggio, but it. someone someone maybe of that ilk. Um, <clears throat> someone of that ilk. You've gone big there. That's... Joe DiMaggio is a big player. Isn't I mean, it? he like, is that's... the biggest of the ilks. I mean, <laughs> just, unless yeah, it was Babe, Babe Ruth. Babe Ruth, or, you know. Ricky Mantle, I feel Ricky Mantle is a big Mi- player. Mickey, Mickey Mantle. Mickey Mantle. Mickey Mantle. Mickey Mantle. Jackie Robinson, and yeah, maybe a few of those, but. Um, um, so yeah it's it's an interesting anecdote. I didn't I didn't find it hilarious, but I found it like the kind of stuff you get in sitcoms. So it made sense in a weird way, despite it being extremely surreal. Um, it kind of made sense to me. Uh, you're, you're studying something intently there. I'm, I'm looking. Okay, here we go. The posters were... How uh, are you gri- finding this so fast? Oh, I've got a... Um, there is a website. I'm not sure how good this website is, but it has a transcript of the episode on. Is it is it springfieldspringfield.com? No, it's at subslikescript.com. Oh, okay. I'll be, go, go anyway. That's There's a, a possibility irrelevant. I'm getting a lot of viruses. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, although I do feel, I'm going to be honest, that um, script websites are probably not where the biggest virus... Yeah, I think you're safe, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Grizzly Adams. Yes. Larry Wilcox. Han Solo. Tug McGraw. Mick, uh, Mike uh, Schmidt. Mm-hmm. Kermit the Frog. Kermit. Uh, Gunther Gebel Williams. Oh, is he the guy? With the, he's the guy with the tiger, I think. In the yes, yeah, he did. Because yeah. I thought of is it Sigmund and Freud? Had a yeah, tiger. yeah, yeah. That's who I thought. I Am I right in thinking the tiger like attacked them at some point? I, I think it did. Yeah, and yeah. everyone turned around. What did you expect? Because really odd. Yeah, tiger. I just think of them on The Simpsons. Um, yeah. Just the attack on The Simpsons. It I does, yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's always a Simpsons reference, man, no matter what we're recording. Um, so yeah, Tom Jones, are you a fan? I like Tom Jones, actually. I think that as a bloke, he seems a little bit strange from some of the stories I've heard. However, um, as a singer, man, he's still got... Like, a lot of people, they get to like, their 60s or 70s and their voice goes and you can tell that they can't sing anymore. Tom Jones can still, he can still belt it out fair play. He's still got some pipes, hasn't he? The yeah. pride of Wales. Let's save um, them for karaoke. Save them for karaoke. We now return to Tracy doing his commercial. This, there's not a lot to talk about here. It's not particularly great. Um, though, though Jack does come out of the traffic jam that he's in because of this commercial taking so long to film. And he, he realises that something to do with jelly beans is going to solve Tracy's issue. So he, he, 
gives him jelly beans and then he voices Tracy through his own mouth, like ventriloquizes the line while the jelly beans are in the mouth. Um, can't quite explain it any clearer than that to listeners. Um, yeah, I didn't I didn't really get it. <laughs> I, I did. Confused. I enjoyed saying, you know, <laughs> I do like jelly beans. I'm a, I've not had them in a long time, but I could eat. I could think I could go for some. I, feel right I could go for some jelly. I mean, I feel like it'd be a big disappointment after 15 years of not eating jelly beans, but you never know. They you might never, bounce straight back. They might. They might still be really juicy and nice. So who knows? Maybe we should get a bag and enjoy them live on air one time. <laughs> um, so now I've put no ice cream for life card. Is this what they're issued with after their scam yeah. is tweaked? So basically they're banned for life. Which I quite, I like the gag of the fact there's a card for that. Like it's not just yeah. we're banning you from the store. It's like you can come in, but then you must show us the card. <laughs> yeah, but there is an honor system. Okay. We, we trust you to admit it to us. <laughs> I really like that. Um, and that ultimately, Kelsey is introduced. Um, I can't actually remember. Do they do they seek him out, or does she say? Oh no, Kenneth says he has Kenneth, one idea for a long con. Yeah, a long con rather than just a short con. Um, and there's there's a man they know for that, and that man Fraser. is Kelsey Grammer. He's <laughs> sitting in the corner, um, so looking just, good. He looks looking, very good. Look, looks in very good shape. He starts now just to kind of go over the finer details of the plot, which of the plan they're, they're forming, which we don't actually know yet. Um, and he says, "If anyone, if anyone lags lags in this thing, we leave them behind to die." <laughs> which <laughs> can't be laugh from me. And then my favourite line after he said that, he says, "Right, who are you, and what are we doing?" <laughs> so he hasn't even introduced himself. He doesn't know what the plan is. He's already letting people die. He, um, he hears he hears a con and he's all in. He's, he's all in. on the ground floor. Uh, did you see Money Plane that came out recently? Did I we did talk not about know. Money Plane. No, did you say it was not very good? I think. I mean, or... it's meant to be abysmal. Um, <laughs> but he plays a guy called. Um, his, his character called the Rumble. His nickname is the Rumble. That's Kelsey's he, nickname in real life as well. <laughs> his full name: Darius Emmanuel Grouch the Third. Good otherwise name. known as the rumble um but yeah again he's playing a, he's playing a shady guy in that film and he's he's kind of the same geezer in in 30 rock um i do yeah. love the line when he's in obviously he goes to the ice cream store and he's like i should throw some tossed egg or was it tossed salad and scrambled eggs at you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah um he basically basically the plan is they're gonna get these cakes to say um frazier no frazier frazier yeah frazier with a j um so that they can bring them back in bulk because they've been spelt wrong and obviously it's kelsey grammar um but yeah, just just the way he says, you know, I should know. I'm Frazier. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I just love the the self awareness of him to just come on this other NBC show. He's not afraid to just be like, let's just riff on it. Like he doesn't need like a great writers' room here. Giving no, the Thirty Rock did have great writers, but he's just saying, you know, just give me some stupid B plot and I'll I'll do it. Um, I just I wonder what his motivation was here because he's got like five minutes of screen time. It's a pretty stupid plot. Um, yeah, I don't know if they were filmed at maybe the same studio or if he was at the studio at the time, you know, sort of thing. But um, this would have been this would have been about 2011, I want to say. I think it's got to be before maybe 2010 because the cake say Frasier reunion 2010. Oh yeah, there you go. So, 2010 makes sense to me. Um, so I don't know what he was filming in 2010, but hopefully um, nothing related to money time. play. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean. If I wouldn't necessarily go out of my way if I was Kelsey Grammer to be filming this, but 
it is a fun five minutes, and yeah. I'd have quite I'd have quite a lot of fun in riffing on my characters and my show, to be honest with you. I think so. And just delivering the line, you know, we leave them to die. Now, who are you and what are we doing? Like just just stupid lines. I just think it's great. I just think he really adds something, and I really got a laugh out of it. It's not just because we know it's Galsy, and the reason whoever you are that recommended this episode, please again get in touch. Um, they said to me, in I can I can even see the messages in the inbox in my head, and I've searched for them. Um, that they specifically asked for this because Kelsey's in it. Um, and you know, I enjoy the episode in spite of Kelsey. You know, he was great, but like I enjoyed I enjoyed other bits as well, um, particularly like Jack and Lemon. So I mean, I'll just put here what exactly is the long con here? Just doing the same thing again, only oh, no, with this loads is, of cakes. This is different, mate. They were doing the same thing. No, they it? weren't, mate. They're they were really different. It's different. So what are doing? They were getting the cakes, right? Mm-hmm. and they were having them spelt wrong not right that, that was a big, big point and well, then they were returning them empty weren't they they were but in between they gave them to the props team and expensed it oh, so they got paid by the props oh. team and then they took back the empties with the exception of one and got paid again so they got paid twice genuinely it is a, it is a long con compared to the con? compared, to, compared the to the one where there was only one step this has two steps this has two steps and it's far more <laughs> lucrative um, I love Kelsey now referring to them after this, like, you know, heist, if we can call it that, as the best friends gang. Kenneth deciding that he he wants to leave it, and then Kelsey saying, Well, now I'm gonna have to beat you out of the best friends gang. He just starts cl- clenching his knuckles here. Um, I mean, Kelsey's a big guy. If I saw him advancing on me like that, I'd be scared. I'll be running. I'll yeah. be running. <laughs> he's, he's a big guy. Um, and then really the last interaction between Lemon and Jack before they get to the airport is just under a bridge and a prostitute uh, propositioning yeah. them. And we find out that the woman from Carvel's, the ice cream store, used to be a prostitute and she's going back to that bridge She's now. going back under the bridge. <laughs> <laughs> I love that line. Um, and then uh, you notice when they're talking, the, the prostitute just starts climbing back through the through the car window. Like, yeah. just, just, just genuinely enjoy this. I'm like thinking he gives us some money, doesn't he, to yeah. leave them alone. He says, just take this and, and get out of it. <laughs> and I was fully expecting the police to show up and, and there to be a misunderstanding. <laughs> that would have been good. And also a leaf right out of Frasier. Exactly, there. yeah. So yeah, it wouldn't have surprised me. Um, I do like as well, obviously they have the, the result where they find out, you know, it's Tom Jones, that's what's causing Fort Knox. Um, yes. Go to the airport. And I love that she's like, oh, I'm, I'm cured. It's like, no, no, you have many, many years of therapy. <laughs> <laughs> you have issues. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, there some, he says, um, you'll have, you'll have, you've got many years of therapy. And then does he say, and something else? Like, and I don't know if he, ref- I can't remember if he references something else, but that line really stuck out to me as well. I can't remember what let he me, says. Let me have a look. I'll it see might have just, actually just have been what you said. Um, does this mean I'm fixed? Oh, God, no. You've got years of therapy ahead of you. Probably electroshock. <laughs> That's it, probably electroshock. <laughs> um, I was reading about that recently, actually, so it's kind of eerie to, to hear that in this in this episode. Um, not that I was seeking it for myself. I <laughs> just I was on the Wikipedia page for it. Um, and then just before they they kind of part ways, or they get back into the limo, actually, because Lemon's got the airport wrong. Jack says, "If you ever speak ill of Reagan again, I will smack those teeth straight." So he really does idolize Reagan. Yeah. He's a big also, fan. am I? Like, there's another thing when they talk about Reagan and he refers to someone as mommy and I've seen other shows do that as well on The Simpsons when obviously it's not real Ronald Reagan but the uh, Reagan appear and he says oh this is time I could be working mommy was that like a Reagan thing that he referred to people or maybe his wife as as mommy 
Wow. Um, I don't know. I'm Googling. Oh, here you go. She, he often called Nancy Mommy. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, yeah, that's, that's him... what I, the context sort of gave rise to that. Oh, and she called him yeah. Ronnie. Whilst the president was re- recuperating the hospital after the 1981 assassination attempt, Nancy wrote in her diary, nothing can happen to my Ronnie and my life would be over. Um, I don't know why that was. I That's just... not a quote that really answers no, the question of what no, you No, it doesn't. I just Googled Reagan mommy, and then that is completely superfluous information. Um, but yeah, kind of kind of weird. Um, a bit weird. A bit weird. I think I, this is something actually I remember coming up on the Road Warrior episode of Frasier. Um, there's that B plot, obviously, when Niles in the wrong Winnebago, and there's that um, old couple that leave their lighter back at a red little red cabin and they go back and they call each other mother and father or so he calls her mother a lot and she calls him clifford and they basically they're calling each other by their names and by mommy and daddy and i was like what's going on it's like i thought she was his mother but it, it, everyone as like who answered this question online came to the same conclusion that they just that's like an old habit of like calling themselves out in front of the kids yeah um, i thought that you would get into that's the stage. not an english thing is it in i don't i've never seen an old couple refer to as mommy and daddy no, no, I've, um, I, I've seen couples refer to like, <clears throat> oh, you'll have to ask mom this, um, yeah. even if it's not my mother, it's someone else's mother. And like, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, her, yeah. No, I know what you mean. We, I've worked it out. I've, I've got broken through the layers of deception. <laughs> um, but I've never heard them like, hey, mother, how you doing? Like, yeah, it kind strange. of rubs me the wrong way a little bit. It's a little bit Freudian for my taste, but <laughs> then it was perfectly at home on Fraser. <laughs> Um, I mean, that is all I've got for my 30 Rock review. Are there any kind of points or bits of this episode that we haven't spoke about that you'd not jotted down? Um, or any kind of final comments? Do you think you'll think be so. seeking out 30 Rock to watch it front to back anytime like I should, soon? I should give it a go. I feel that this episode probably didn't resonate with me as much as it would have had I watched every episode up to this point. I, I agree, yeah. Coming in on episode like season five, episode five, you will miss things. But it was fine. It was a decent episode of television. Um, it's, it's a weird one because obviously everything that we've reviewed so far, we've even if we've not necessarily watched every episode of Cheers, for instance, we understand, we know the characters are, we have the background understanding of the situation, whereas this, it was like entirely fresh. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was quite interesting coming in and reviewing something, not at the start, just halfway through, just sort of dropped in working out everything that's going on. I quite like that, actually. It was quite nice. Yeah, I did as well. And I, I just feel like, you know, the nature of what we do on this podcast is that we have to find detail where it might not be readily available or other people might not say anything of note. I like the, that kind of investigative aspect to it. Like, right, we've got this 21 minutes of episode. We don't know anything about it. We're going to have to make a podcast episode about it. What can we discuss? What can we draw out here? What works? What doesn't? Um, yeah, and I kind of like the challenge of this a little bit. And uh, I, I think I'm trying to remember what the bank of bonus episodes awaiting us is. Um, Bone Kickers is one. <clears throat> Bone Kickers is one. Obviously, you, you're familiar with. I'm not. Yeah. Um, keeping up appearances is one, which I'm very familiar I'm, with. I'm familiar with. Yeah. Um, the Good Place, which you're familiar with. Familiar with I'm yeah. not at all. Um, know nothing about that. Um, there is. There isn't. I think it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Um, I'm familiar with the first three to four seasons. Same, really. Um, so I think that's pretty well versed in the show. We know all the yeah. characters. We know the vibe. 
So yeah, I mean, I, I, I'll post on social media um, for those listening at some point soon after this episode going live, some kind of running order for the, the list of bonus episodes and the order we're going to try and get to them in. If we can't figure out who requested what, please just remind us if, if you've made a request already, um, even if I've just said your request, feel free to message us about it um, and just remind us that it was you um, because we don't want this happening again. Um, I, I, whoever recommended 30 Rock, I know I spoke to you i know we had a good rapport um <laughs> please come back to us <laughs> i'm like i'm like i'm, I'm like fraser trying to get irene or whatever her name is to uh to come back the delightful creature we think you're a delightful creature so. <laughs> we think you're a delightful creature um and yeah i really enjoyed reviewing this episode of 30 rock um whether or not I'll, I'll get around to watching it with the amount of shows I have to watch, um, it's probably not going to be for a, a few years. But I reckon I'll probably take the plunge at some point. Um, I love that you're that Emma you're, and Jack. You plan that far in advance that you know what you're watching for the next few years. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> or as I'm, I get off this show and I'm like, what should I watch for an hour and hour? <laughs> and I say that it will just be <laughs> Frasier, The Office, Northern Exposure, yeah, maybe it's... Desperate Housewives. It's the same shows. <laughs> it's the same damn shows all the time. Um, but yeah, any any final comments, Kay? Anything else? No, it's just thank you again to the person who's obviously donated for the episode. Um, they're, they're always really good fun doing the bonus episode. I'd always love them. Um, yeah, and it's a bit different to what we normally do as well. So um, yeah, really enjoyed it. Great to do it. Good stuff. Uh, when we will be putting this out, it will hopefully be within. Well, it doesn't make it doesn't make any difference what I say now because listeners are going to hear this when it, when it goes out. So. <laughs> I will delete all of that. Um, when we're going to do the next one, um, we don't know when that will be yet. We try to aim for one a month, um, but obviously recording two in a week can be pretty hard schedule-wise um, and editing-wise. So we'll do our best. But, you know, we're doing pretty good with this one, the Simpsons one last month. You know, I'm pretty happy that we're, we're, we're slowly hitting them. Um, I would say if people are listening and they want to make another donation, maybe wait a little bit. Um because we, we'd love for you to donate and obviously get your request in because we, we definitely want to do it. But because we have a back like about four or five now, we're looking at possibly four or five months, you know, if we if we can stick to one a month. Um, it could be a while before they get their show out. Um, and we've, I think we've, we've upped it to £20, I think, just because we had a lot of, you know, we we had a lot of people set submitting, which was great, but um, we quickly realized that, yeah, we're not as good broadcasters as we want to be. So getting on top of it is pretty tough. Um, but yeah, other, what, are you going to say something, NK? Okay, no, you look <laughs> like you're ready to speak. <laughs> okay, other than that, I've been Will. I've been Kay. And thank you very much for listening to We're Listening.